At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Coming up on episode 274 of Wheel Bearings, you've got the new Lexus NX450H Plus F-Sport, the Kia Niro EV, the Ford Escape plug-in hybrid, a camp kitchen, so to speak, for the F-150 Lightning. Uh, the, the VinFast VF8 has landed in the U.S., the sinking of Carvana, the new Honda Pilot, and everybody can now get FSD beta. But should you? All that and more coming up next. This is episode 274 of Wheel Bearings. I'm Sam Abul Samet from Guidehouse Insights. And I am Nicole Wakeland from the Fast Women Podcast. And I am Roberto Baldwin from Let's Say Engadget this week. And let's start with you, Robbie. What have you been driving? Oh, man. Get to work. Teacher called a new first. This week, I drove the brand spanking new Kia Nero EV. This is the uh, how you say, 2023 Kia Nero EV. Are you um, sure that's not the KN Nero EV? The KN Nero. That's why you're having trouble. KN, you just don't know what you're the, driving. The nine inch nails Nero EV. <laughs> Mr. Self-Destruction. Like um, well, the, the, K, the, 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 the KN, in case you haven't seen it, uh, there's been some reports that came out. I guess something, uh, they, they got some some data from Google. Uh, they've had like 30,000 searches for what is a KN. There's people are seeing the new the new Kia logo. And if you, oh, my God. And they you, really think it's a whole new car company? Well, the, you know, you look at it. If you don't know it's the Kia logo, it does kind of look like a K and an N. It does. And so people are trying to figure out what, what it is. So, yeah, uh-huh. a, lot, a lot of people getting confused by that logo. Uh-huh. All right. That's kind of funny. Back to you. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, wait, what was I saying? Oh, anyway, the Kia Nero EV. So back in the day when the Kia Nero EV and the Hyundai Kona Electric were, you know, they they essentially came out at the same time. There was a lot of parody between mm-hmm. the two. Like, essentially, the, the, the Kona was a little bit funner to drive. The, the Nero had a little bit more leg room in the back. That was kind of... That was pretty much where, you know, and they had a little bit of differences in design. Now, so I own a 2023, um, I'm sorry, 2022 Hyundai Kona Electric, and I drove the 2023 Kia Nero EV, and the Kia Nero is just so much nicer than, <laughs> uh-huh. than my than my Kona. Because between the time that my Kona came out and the time that this uh, new Nero EV came out, um, we've had the Ionic 5, the Ionic 6, the you know EV6. <coughs> and so a lot of that interior that you're seeing in those vehicles is now sort of carried over into the Nero. So you have this very... Uh, 
more stylish, I'll say more stylish interior than, than what I have in my vehicle. It also has that that media slash climate control uh, strip, strip along the dash. That... You have to hit the little button to like <gasps> switch it to, to media to switch it back to climate control. And at first I'm like, oh, this yeah. is kind of clever. But after about a week, it's kind of annoying. <laughs> yes. Yep. So so after about a week, I'm just like, uh, uh, uh. and I'm noticing it more than I did, like, say, in the EV6 or the, um, the Ionic 5. Just because when I had those vehicles, it was just nice outside. I didn't have to worry about climate control, really. Like here, you know, it's the Bay Area. It's fall. So like in the morning, it's 30 degrees. In the afternoon, it's like 65. So you're just always like, oh, it's too hot. Oh, God, it's too cold. And, you know, <laughs> and so it's, yeah, it, it, it gets a little bit irritating. Um, now, you can do your, your I, what I just learned to do is just adjust the volume with uh, the steering wheel, which I know a lot of people probably just do now anyway, but I'm still like muscle memory from decades and decades and decades of driving, like always reaching for a volume knob. Um, and so that's, that's, that's where the issue comes. I'm always like hitting the volume knob. If I just left it on um, climate control, it's fine. Yeah. Because, you know, it has the hotkeys to a lot of the things in the infotainment system, but most of the stuff you can just hit with the infotainment on the screen. So that said, um, it feels nicer um, than the last uh, Nero. It feels nicer than the current Kona EV. Um, not quite as nice as the uh, EV6 or the Ionic 5, but it's a nice, let's say, happy medium um, between those, between the, the Kona and the, uh, the new uh, eGMP uh, platform vehicles. Um, I really like it. I'm kind of I'm kind of bummed that we don't have this car instead of our car. <laughs> <laughs> our car. Uh, so yeah. So it's you know it's 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 a it's a good little car. Um, it 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 has gotten bigger. Uh, uh, yeah, it's gotten a little bit bigger. Uh, it's got a little bit more uh, space than the previous model. And what's interesting is that Kia and Hyundai. This platform, it, it, it's gas, hybrid, EV. And so you're like, okay, well, so it, you're going you're gonna to suffer is what you're doing. You're, you know, you're, it's, it's a jack of all trades, master of none. <coughs> Kia has this thing, 253 miles, which is pretty much what people, you know, people, the minimum right now really for, for, for people who are sort of concerned about range is 250 miles. 253 miles. I did my test in it. Um, yesterday, 263 miles is what my test showed. So 10 miles more. Um, I think it was getting like three, it, it popped up to 3.9 right at the very end, but I'm just going to say 3.8, uh, 3.8, uh, miles per kilowatt hour, which is really nice. So it's a really, it's an efficient vehicle. It's just a tiny little crossover that you can cruise around. It's got plenty of room in the back. Um, I sat in the back seat, even with my, even with my seat back, I was able to get back there. Um, I would probably more likely sit in the past on the passenger side. If I was sitting behind somebody who was tall, who was driving, but you, you know, just like the, the other Nero, uh, before it has, uh, more leg room than the, uh, than the Kona. Um, it's got 200 and I believe one, 200, not, and one, 201 horsepower, um, so you know it's it's not a quick machine, but it's it's fun. It's it's you know it's 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 live. It's a lively little EV, front wheel drive. Um, it starts at forty thousand dollars, and the vehicle I had was the EV, the Wave, because 
Well, they yeah. love the names. Like they, they come love, with like, these air, little cute little wind, twin names. Yeah. Wave. No, like lava. EX, LX. It's like wave. Yeah, lava. Yeah, it's like an Earth, Wind, and Fire concert. Um, <laughs> so the the standard price for the wave is forty four thousand four hundred fifty dollars. Um, this one, once they threw all the the fancy bits on there. Uh, was forty seven thousand seven hundred ninety dollars. The most expensive thing that they added to it was the um, Wave Preserve package. What does that do? It adds the heat pump, which is nice if you live anywhere. Maybe that's why you got the extra two, you know, ten miles of range. Ten miles, that yeah, could be it right there. Um, and then uh, heated rear outboard seats. So your rear seats on the, you know, by the windows are heated. So you're yes. You're, your back and your booty stay nice and warm while you're driving around, or at least you know your passengers. Or if you stick food back there, I mean, most of the time I'm using keep the pizza to warm. Keep my, you're bringing yeah. pizza home. You can yeah, keep the pizza, pizza warm. Yep. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, this is a it's a good car. Forty four thousand. It does. You know, once you once you once you're talking forty seven thousand, you know, dollars or really forty eight thousand dollars. You're really up there in the EV6. You're really up there in Ionic 5 territory. Not not the nicest ones, but sort of the the low to middle ones. So it's sort of like, well, do you really want to get the wave? And that's and and right now it's it's Kia essentially um, uh, competing with itself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I think we talked last week about uh, Kia for for model year 23. They discontinued the base standard range version of the EV6. Uh, so the cheapest EV6 now is like forty-seven, forty-eight thousand dollars. I think it's forty-eight and change with delivery. Um, and I think you know because they they launched this new version of the Nero EV. I think that's why they dropped the the standard range EV6 because that this one kind of hits that you know, up again. that lower forty thousand yeah. dollar price range. Yeah, you know, fills that gap. And then you know, you're right. I think you know probably if you're going to spend forty-seven. 48, you know, now it's like, eh, might as well step up to the EV6 and get the EV6 yeah, a little nicer. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Plus, it's going to charge a lot quicker. So, this thing charges, yeah. it's still on a 400 volt uh, architecture. So, it charges at the maximum 85 kilowatts, um, which is clearly not nearly as fast as the, uh, the EV6. Um, it has, hold on, I wrote it down. A, nope, that's not where I wrote it down. It's my first day here. Please. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the first This day. is why I called on you first. You're the new I kid know. in class. I'm the new kid. How oh, do things work? Uh, where is the battery size? It's something. Uh, it's, it's about 65 kilowatt hours. 64.8 kilowatt hour batteries. Yeah. Now, I should have just said, hey, Sam, what's the battery size? <laughs> uh, it's about 65 kilowatt hour battery pack. It's a pretty small battery pack for over 200, you know, 250 miles. So, you know. That's just that efficiency, just getting as, you know, eking as much uh, range as they can out of those battery packs. Um, Kia and, and Hyundai are a little weird about like, oh, well, what's the what's gross and what's usable? And every time I ask them, they're like, oh, you want that? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, it's probably a little bit lower than, than the 64, which, you know, maybe 63, maybe 62. Maybe maybe they're giving us the whole pack. Who knows? Uh, it's doubtful. Um yeah, no, I really like this vehicle. It's if, but if you're going like all in expensive, you're, like I said, you're gonna you're gonna hit up against the EV6 and the uh, Ionic Five. Um, but you know, you're getting a heat pump from uh, you know. What I like to see is a, like a thirty thousand dollar Kia or Hyundai for like with like two hundred miles. 
That'd be I nice. think we'll probably see that in like 2024 when they open up their new plant in Georgia. Uh, they they've started construction on a new um, plant, uh, a new EV plant in Georgia, um, and and a battery plant there. And so they're going to shift a bunch of EV production there. So we we might see you know cheaper EVs coming out of there. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, I think it's, you know, Kia and Hyundai, I mean, the Hyundai Motor Group, essentially, and the Genesis yeah. is also really nice. They're just kind of killing it in the EV space. They're just kind of killing it, period. Um, you know, you got to give them, you know, kudos for that. So I get to ask, uh, what, do you, what do you all think was the uh, was the uh, delivery fee? Um, uh, 995 994 <laughs> Oh, Sam wins. This is $12.95. I it all. I will... I quit. It's got to come all the way from. <laughs> if you're, if you're going to go less, you got to go with $1. You can't go $1 less. You have to go all the way down. Because if, if I'm over at nine ninety five, Oh, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it comes all the way from Korea. So I for don't know. $9.95? For $12.95. $12.95. $12.95. Yeah. All the way over from Korea. The, the, other, the other downside is because it does come from Korea, there's no longer any tax credits available on any of the Hyundai Motor Group EVs right. at the moment. So not, you know, none of the Hyundais, Kias, or Genesis EVs right now are eligible for credits because they're all built in South Korea. Next year, they're going to start building the GV70 electric uh, in Alabama, and then in late 24, start building some other EVs in Georgia. Um, so those vehicles will be eligible, but uh, none of the current stuff is. So that... Forty to forty-seven thousand dollars price that you talked about—that's what you're going to pay. There's no discounts. That's what you're paying. Yep. So people are still—I mean, it's crazy because people—I mean, people still bought Teslas even though the, mm -hmm. they lost their right. So even though the incentive like, was gone. How much is it? This much? They're like, okay. I'm like, all right. People still. You know, I think if you're going to get an EV, I don't know that the <clears throat> lack of the incentive will make you suddenly change your mind and not get one. You just might not get as nice a one. You know. Yeah. You might you go with the, a lower trim. You get the air. One. Yes, the you get the air instead of the wave. The wind, <laughs> the wind, the lower one. Can <laughs> you can't get the wind or the fire, just the air. <laughs> the, the, you get the steam or the lava. You know, yeah. <laughs> the dirt. I'm getting the dirt. I'm getting the dirt. I'm getting the dirt. This cheapest one they got. Dirt. I want the dirt. Dirt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. What about you, Nicole? Um, I am driving the 21 Ford Escape uh, plug-in Escape. Escape. <laughs> uh, the Ford, Ford Escape. And uh, yeah, so, and it's a 21, just want to say, so it's, it's, I don't have a Monroni in this and 21 stuff is a little, I couldn't price it together because it's not there to price anymore because it's 21. Uh, but it says, according to an older review that I wrote, where I actually had to look up my own old review, $39,830 is what this goes for. So in plug-in hybrid land for a small, what do you call it, crossover, I guess? It's a crossover. Yeah, it's, it's tiny. tiny it's pretty SUV. small. It's, there's not a ton of room. It's a because CRV RAV4. Yeah, like CRV. I feel like the CRV is roomier. Um, well, yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Well, the you know the, the thing about the Escape is it has that sliding rear seat, mm -hmm. so you can move the rear seat like eight inches forward or back. Um, so oh, if you want maximum that. cargo space, you can put that rear seat forward. forward. Yeah. You lose you lose a bunch of leg room, but um, if, you if you got you want, kids, yeah, and baby seats, you don't need that so much. You don't need that, right? Yeah. 
So I was driving it and mostly had people because it's Thanksgiving week just finished. So I had uh, very tall people in my car, six foot. I had my six foot plus husband in the front seat and my daughter's six foot plus boyfriend in the rear seat. So I'm like, can you guys sit behind each other? They could, but there wasn't a lot of room left. (laughs) They could do it, but there wasn't a lot of space. Um, What it was great is just a, you know, a family car to run around. The kind of cool thing was, you know, I plugged it in every time we were home. We're actually swapping off between plugging in husband's plug-in or my press car plug-in. Um, I only used three quarters of a tank of gas and I drove all over the place because I was just able to plug it in all the time. So all I right. ended up getting um, a little over 50, I think it was 50.2, 50.3 back and forth was my average fuel economy uh, with plugging that in. Cause I did have to take a couple of long trips into Boston and this only gets only, it's still good. 37 miles of all electric range. It was neat. I did see for the first time I went out, uh, the one morning it was cold, like it's in the fifties here right now. It doesn't even feel like November in new England, but we did have a morning where it was really, really cold and it had charged overnight. So it should have been fully charged and they only had, um, 26 miles of range. Oh no. Uh-huh. Damn so, you cold. Damn you cold. Yes. Yeah. So, even yeah. the dog's angry. The dog is ticked off for me. I appreciate the support pupper. Um, but for the most part, you know, we we drove everywhere we drove. It was almost entirely in electric, which is just the cool part about having a plug-in hybrid. You, you, Unless you're going on a long trip, like a longer drive, you can do a lot of your daily errands and running around and never use any gas, which is kind of cool. Um, it has a totally total range, 520 miles. So you can go for a long way before you need to fuel up or uh, either with gas or plug it back in. Uh, power is fine. It's not impressive. It does its job. It goes. Uh, Robbie Rob, just shrugged like, mm, that's that, kind of it. Mm. That's kind of the, everything about the Ford Escape is sort of a pee head. It's just like, yeah, it's yeah, fine. Yeah, it's like, it's fine. It's fine. It has a 2.5 liter four cylinder with 200 horsepower. That's fine. Fine. It's adequate. It does the job. It's, it's adequate. Fine. Um, driving in really heavy traffic coming back from Logan Airport today in Boston was not fun because you're trying to get in and out and moving around people who are perpetually confused and lost and trying to accelerate. And it's sort of, it's a lot of maneuvering. There's just not a lot of power in it. You know, you, you mash that gas pedal as you want to accelerate. You're like, whoops. Okay. Nope. <laughs> it just, it doesn't have a lot of get up and go. So it's not a particularly engaging car to drive, but it's fine. It's not like it's a miserable car to drive. It's just if you're a real driving enthusiast, you're probably not going to have a lot of fun with this just because it doesn't have the power. But it does have fantastic fuel economy. Interior is sort of typical of what you get in Fords. I had the titanium, I want to say, which was the top trim. Um, it's a nice interior. It's comfortable, but it you know they, they don't generally feel super luxurious. There's always a little bit of a a plasticky feel to the interiors before, especially when you like look at the dashboard and stuff, they had this weird trim. And again, don't have a Monroni, but there was this plastic, it was plastic, but it was sort of like this ivory toned kind of thing that wanted to look like wood, but clearly wasn't, it was plastic that went across like the lower part of the dashboard and a little bit on the door on the side door trim. And it was like this white cream color. It was awful. I don't know what they were oh. going for, but I literally looked at it. I was like, what? And I like was tapping it with my finger. I'm like, what is this? Is this no, nope, this is plastic. What I don't know if they were trying for wood or if they were just trying for some wood like just a nice little accent to yeah, the car. No, it wasn't. And it, it looked not like, so much. It no, no like, didn't pull it off, Robbie. Just didn't pull it off. Uh so not not a super duper fan of the interior. It was comfortable. Like I said, it's not super huge, so it's not a ton of room, but this is a nice compact crossover. Um, 
it was great in the city, you know, in cities, if you're trying to park, it's fantastic to park because it's not gigantic. So you can actually wedge it into a parking space. So overall, I liked it, but I just, you know, great fuel economy, decent, though, not particularly like visually appealing interior, but it's comfy and it, you know, it is not visually appealing. You know what? You're looking at the road. What do you care? No, so he has this glaring white, whatever it was supposed to be, trim. Ford, I don't even know what that was. What was? What is that supposed it, to be? It, it, it's a pseudo woodish trim. Uh, Did you I find think, it? Um, well, I I, the the one that I had uh, when I reviewed one like trim. a year and a half ago mm-hmm. had the same thing in there, um, and I. I'm, it's I'm, weird, right? I'm, I'm pretty, it's yeah, it's it's like a like a. A blonde, it's supposed to be like a blonde wood, I think. But it's very clearly blonde plastic. I don't know. Oh, you, yeah. you Sam has uh, sent hold, us a link. Is wrong, this wrong, it? Wrong link here. Oh, no, wait. Uh, oh, hang okay. on a second. Is this the link just back to our yeah. thing? <laughs> yes. There we go. <laughs> he just linked us to ourselves. Wait, is this the picture? <laughs> yeah, the, the, uh, the photo. Oh, I just yeah. yeah. See, because see? they're trying to match. It's, it's They're trying to accent it with the seats. Try- and with yeah. The seats have like a tan, like they have like a, they're black, oh, I guess, with like sort of a, tan accent stitching and a tan inset part like the part like the bolsters are black and where your butt goes it's it's the tan color it matches that is not pretty it yeah, just doesn't work it doesn't it doesn't make help it a little bit darker they want it like a, oh it's lighten it up a little bit but it's kind <laughs> no. of it doesn't work oh well Mm-mm. you know what i you know i, I when i when i was a uh, hundred years ago i used to be a graphic designer and when i first started i was really bad with color um not horrible, but I would do something. Were you this bad with color? I would have done something like this. This is so. (laughs) This is why he's not a graphic designer anymore. Yeah. I'm not a graphic designer anymore uh, because of this. So are you it's telling okay, me this is your interior, Robbie? No, no, no. But I probably would have done this. You would I mean, have done like this. Yeah. See, it green just doesn't, or something stupid. It doesn't work. Like there's a million other things they could have done, even if they just made it like just not the trying to be wood. But not, it just wasn't, yeah, it wasn't, really wasn't great. And the more I look at that, I'm looking at this interior shot that you sent me. I'm like, yeah, nope, I don't think it's any prettier just than I Just don't try. That's, I mean, that's, I mean, I guess that sounds horrible, but like maybe don't try. But don't, don't try to make it look like fake wood. Just, uh, just do what they have in the Maverick. Just do like with nice materials, the but Maverick. don't pretend to be something it's not. Like just do, you can't, you, you don't, can't give me wood at this price point, then don't give me pretend wood. Just make exactly. it a nice attractive plastic trim or use some kind of texture to it or something but like look at this almost wood no i'd rather not <laughs> so t- the team who did the inside of the escape and the team who did the inside of the maverick don't even talk to each other apparently yeah clearly the maverick not. is like it's an inexpensive car the materials inside are yes. clearly inexpensive right but, but it looks fantastic look cool. i love You're the like, interior of the maverick it looks like, great it, it yeah, works it, it's, for the there's truck. no there's no pretense to it it's not trying to look yeah. like something no. that's not Maybe that's what this is. I don't. I don't like it when a vehicle tries. This is trying to be fancy, and what it it actually makes it look worse. Yeah. yeah don't, don't try th- it. Like tried and couldn't. Just don't try. Don't do that to begin with. I just dropped a gonna... link to another photo of the the refreshed 2023 Escape, which which has a new interior, and they they still. It's not. Quite oh, as it's contrasting. like the same thing, but now it's gray. Yeah, it's it's they now now it's down. more gray. They moved it further down the thing, so you can't see it as well. Yeah. 
I think the gray isn't as glaring to me though is that cream one because the cream one yeah. is wedged yeah. between yeah. There's, there's not as much really contrast like black, to it. Yeah. Like a bl- it's, it's black it's above better. and below so yeah. this is definitely better but they're like no we're going to make this piece look like something no, it just, clearly is not. Mm-hmm. You you did you, you, it's such a home run with the interior of the Maverick. Just do that. I know. Yeah, just, get the Maverick let the guys car to work be the car. on the Escape and the, then the Escape yeah. will look better. Escape. I remember like a decade or something ago when Apple introduced the iPhone 5C, which was a ver- a cheaper version of the iPhone 5 with a plastic body instead of an aluminum body. And I remember the promotional videos for that. Johnny Ive, their former head designer, um, described it as unashamedly plastic. Yeah. And, <laughs> I like and, that. And that's it what was. the Maverick is. It's unashamedly plastic. Yes. And this is trying to look like something that's not. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't have a problem with a car. Like, yeah. not every car is a, a $150,000 or whatever Mercedes. Not every car is a luxury car. That's totally fine. If you're not Let a luxury car, don't car. try and pretend you're one. Don't Unless try you're and Hyundai, pretend you're... for some reason, keeps... Is Hyundai pulls it off. Hyundai, Hyundai, you, Hyundai and Kia, you guys keep doing yeah. what you're doing. Ford, Everyone else find the Maverick guys and put them on more cars. <laughs> yeah, get the Maverick. It's like the, the was the Maverick, the the Nissan Kicks, mm-hmm. and the, yeah. uh, the, the the Kia Soul. All those vehicles you get in, you're like, this is exactly what this car. Right? And, and, and the Hyundai Venue is another one. Oh, yeah. and the Venue, yeah. None of them are expensive cars. They're all like entry level, like cheap vehicles. It's like, but they look great. Like mm-hmm. you're getting that, I'm like, okay, if I didn't have a lot of money to spend. I would be perfectly happy in that. Really happy. Yep. All right. Um, anything else on the Escape? No, that's it on the Escape. Okay. Oh, I, I want to. I wrote. I've been watching um, Arrest Development uh, recently, and I just there was a there's just a funny joke about the Escape where uh, yes. George Blue Senior is going to go buy a car, and he's like, "Oh, can I get a Bronco?" They're like, "Oh, no, no, no. We don't. We don't. We don't have the Bronco anymore. We kind of want to get away from that whole like criminal element and from the Bronco. <laughs> Here's the Escape. <laughs> <laughs> that's cute. Yeah. Yeah. I liked that show. It was fun. <clears throat> At least the first three seasons of it. They, it, it. they redid the 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 other seasons. They they re-edited them, and they're they're much better without that weird like sort of like jumping around weird yeah. timetable thing. They're, but they're, yeah, the first three are, are solid gold, and the the other ones like bronze. <laughs> <laughs> All right. At Parker, our purpose is simple: we want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Well, I had the 2023 Lexus NX 450 H Plus F Sport handling. Uh, was it the all-wheel drive? Uh, oh, yes, it was all-wheel drive. Oh, there you yeah, go, all-wheel drive. Forgot, right. forgot, forgot to mention that part. forgot part of the name. My God, <sighs> Sam. Yeah, I know. You can't, can't leave out any of those details. <laughs> Did not leave out any descriptions. It, de- it def- definitely needs more name. Um, <laughs> more name. But, more name. <laughs> you know, when, when – I think it, it's interesting, you know, looking at – the the last two vehicles that Lexus has introduced, uh, the last two redesigned models, the NX and then the RX this year. Uh, actually, the last three because the IS the IS as well, same thing. All three of these look, while they're totally different and have no shared sheet metal with their predecessors, all look remarkably like their predecessors, <laughs> including <laughs> including this one. Um, you know, and at least, you know, in the case of the, uh, the 450H plus, which is also a plug-in hybrid. So it's all plugins this week. Um, this is basically, um, the Toyota RAV4 prime with a Lexus top hat, top hat mm-hmm. on it, um, which is nothing wrong with that. That, you know, the, the RAV4 prime is an excellent platform. Um, you know, it's got, the, the Toyota hybrid system up front, driving the front wheels, so you got a, um, a 2.5 liter four-cylinder uh, engine uh, with the the hybrid ECVT uh, transmission in the front, and then an electric motor at the rear that gives you, I think it's about 304 horsepower in total uh, between the between the two, um, and 18 kilowatt hour lithium-ion battery uh, that. In the case of the the Rav4, gives you um, I think 41 or 42 miles of electric range. The NX is a little bit heavier because it's got more stuff on there, more more features, more fancy. Um, more fanciness happening. Yeah, because it's a it's a Lexus, uh, so it uh, uh, it gets a little bit less. It's rated at 37 miles of electric range. On my driving loop, I actually got about 32, 32 and a half miles before the engine came on. And it said that the battery was depleted, um, which was a little disappointing. Not not bad. You know, it's better than what I managed uh, the last time I drove the uh, Lincoln Corsair Grand Touring, which is their plug-in hybrid. That one did less than 30 miles um, on a charge. Um, so I got about th- between 32 and 33 miles uh, with the NX. Um, and the the powertrain is excellent in this thing. Uh, it does, you know... Lexus has done a, a really good job. Toyota Lexus has done a really good job with this powertrain. Um, it's got plenty of performance. Uh, it's you know thirty-seven, you know even thirty-two miles of electric driving range on a vehicle like this is more than adequate. More you know it it'll be enough that most people will be able to do pretty much all of their daily driving with electricity alone, assuming you plug it in every night. And actually, earlier this afternoon. 
uh, when I was doing uh, Leo Laporte's radio show, there was a somebody in the uh, uh, in the chat that asked about um, you know whether they should get um, a Rav Four Prime. You know, if they live in a condo and, and don't have anywhere to charge, and I said no. You know, if you don't have somewhere to charge, or if you're not going to plug in your car, do not buy a plug-in hybrid. You know, yeah. just get the Drag regular hybrid. Get a battery around. <laughs> yeah, you're 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 dragging you know 400 pounds of dead battery around everywhere. You know, so unless you're going to charge it every night um, or every opportunity, you know, don't bother getting the plug-in hybrid. And Lexus has a very good standard hybrid version of of the NX as well. Um, but um, you know, if you do plug it in, you know, you will be able to use very little gas in your daily commuting uh, with this thing. Um, the one I had was in the ultrasonic blue mica uh, paint. Uh, actually, it's ultrasonic blue mica 2.0. Apparently, apparently, there was an earlier Ooh. version. There's a 1.0 that now has been superseded by I, the 2.0. Uh, apparently, yes. Uh, <laughs> which is uh, an extra 600 bucks, uh, and I think definitely worth it. it looks, it's a great looking color, um, and this also, this one also had the uh, circuit red New Lux and dark graphite aluminum trim. Um, I'm not sure exactly what New Lux is. I'm assuming it's some it's sort like a of suede. Is it suede? No, it's a it's a it's a faux leather, I believe. Uh, it's it's not a suede material. It's it's a leather like material um, that you know definitely gives this this thing a sporty feel to it uh, with uh, you know combination of black and red trim on the seats and and mostly dark interior uh, and and some dark aluminum trim. Um, the uh, this one has the, the the new NX has the new Toyota Lexus infotainment system, and unlike when I drove the RX back in September, uh, when it in every single example of the RX that I drove, it resolutely refused to recognize my voice every time I said, "Hey Lexus." Um, this one worked flawlessly every time. Uh, so there you go. Yeah. So this this one didn't. The NX has nothing against me, uh, unlike the RX. <laughs> um, the NX it, likes you. Your friends. Well, yes. the RX is. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you know, this has got 14 inch touchscreen uh, display, and you know, as I've mentioned a few times before with other vehicles that I've driven that have this, I'm I'm still a bit annoyed that um, you know you've got such a large screen. And Toyota and Lexus refuse to let you have to split the screen and have two things on the screen at once. If you're using navigation, that's all you get on the screen is navigation. You have no media controls up there. And if you're using media controls, you can't see any of the nav stuff, which I think is kind of annoying. You know, I, I think, you know, allow it to split. Now, fortunately, if you opt to use Apple CarPlay or Android Auto, you can have multiple things on the screen at once. <laughs> Um, and you know, so you can have a map and have your media controls up there at the same time, uh, which I think is handy. Uh, this one had the heads up display, uh, which is in the, the uh, standard in the F sport, uh, handling pack, all wheel drive handling package. Um, and one of the uh, nice things in the heads up display, it's not an augmented reality heads up display, but, um, you know, it's using the camera. Uh, it's got a wide angle camera and when it detects, uh, when you're at an intersection, for example, and it detects a car approaching from either direction, it'll flash arrows on there, you know, to indicate where there's a vehicle coming from, uh, from the side, you know, so if you're looking straight ahead, you know, you'll, you'll get that alert that there's a car approaching from the side, uh, which, which is a, a handy, 
handy little bit of extra information to have. Um, so uh, that's that's a good thing. The it's got Toyota Lexus's lane tracing assist, which is their version of sort of lane centering. Um, you know, it's it's okay. It's not not the not the greatest uh, system, um, but uh, uh, overall the the um, it's got a pretty full suite of driver assist features that that all generally work fine. Um, it uh, the one I had had the uh, wireless charging pad uh, at the bottom of the center stack. Um, also had uh, Lexus digital key, smart access uh, card key. Um, as well as the premium triple beam LED headlamps, uh, which which um, worked quite well, did a good job of illuminating the road at night. Uh, so no complaints there. Um, you know, this is a, this car or this vehicle is a similar size to the Escape. Um, you know, which means that you know it can it can accommodate a couple of adults in the back seat. Um, you're probably not going to want to take a cross country road trip with adults back there. <laughs> Kids will be have more than you know plenty of room back there. Um, the nice thing about you know these newer vehicles is they've they've learned the batteries have gotten smaller. They've learned how to package them under the floor so it doesn't intrude on the cargo space. So you still have plenty of cargo space in the back. Um, you know with the F Sport, uh, you know it's got a little bit uh, it's got bigger wheels and tires, a little bit tighter handling uh, than the standard versions of the NX. Um, it's certainly it, fun to drive with that 300 plus horsepower um and uh you know if you plug it in at night um you know so you've got the full electric power from the uh from the rear axle um you can you can have some decent fun with this thing so um to, uh they, there was no monroney uh with this one uh but the you're living my life sam i know they <laughs> you know, for, for whatever reason no monroney on this one so i i built it up on the lexus website Came to sixty-two thousand seven hundred and twenty dollars uh, in total, and I have no idea what the delivery charge is because uh, they doesn't doesn't break it out here on the uh, thirteen hundred on the thing. Yeah, it's probably somewhere around thirteen hundred. Just don't guess that. Um, so that's the twenty twenty-three Lexus NX four fifty H plus F Sport handling. Um, F Sport. The uh, the base the base NX, um, which is now the the NX two fifty, starts at uh, just under forty grand. Uh, for front wheel drive, um, which uh, you know that's with a 200 horsepower um, naturally aspirated four cylinder, and then there's also a, a turbo version and um, and a regular hybrid um, with uh, 240 horsepower. So, all right, uh, that's it for um, the garage. Um, so, when the uh, Rivian R1T was introduced. One of the cool features that they um, had that they were offering in there was the so-called camp kitchen, um, which was in which slides out of the uh, the gear tunnel behind which the cab. Which is so cool. Yeah, I want I, like I don't have a Rivian, but if I did, I'd want that. Um, you know, and it was a five thousand dollar option. And, I'd still want it. And, if and, I was buying a Rivian, why not? And well, and they're not <laughs> currently true, offering rich. it um, uh, because they they decided they had to go back and redesign it. Um, apparently there were some issues with the original design. I think it had more to do with the, uh, the sliding track system that allows it to slide in and out of the gear tunnel. Mm -hmm. Uh, but, uh, the other day I noticed on Twitter, um, somebody basically came up with their own camp kitchen 
based on the uh, F-150 Lightning. Because um, one of the advantages of the Lightning is you got all this power available from all these plugs, you know, nine and, nine and a half kilowatts of power. <laughs> so uh, David Her- Ferris posted a picture uh, showing in the front, in the front trunk, uh, baking muffins and steaming beans in the front uh, <laughs> consumes about four miles of range. Your results may vary. Uh, and, you know, the, the nice thing is, you know, you got 10 plugs and the F-150 Lightning, 10 outlets. So you can get, um, you can get, you can buy a couple of, um, uh, induction hot plates off of Amazon for like 60 bucks a pop and, and add a microwave and a, and a slow cooker, uh, and some other stuff. And, and, you know, you basically have the same thing, um, as, uh, as what you'd have with the, uh, with the camp kitchen. This is just brilliant. It's the holidays. Like when you don't have enough room in your oven for all the things, it's like, hold on a second. Let me just open the front car. of my truck. I'm just going to, we're just going to keep those green beans warm in the front. Hold on a second. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. With the uh, regular F-150, when we did the review, um, because of the power in the back, we, uh, we made uh, pizza rolls, Tostitos pizza rolls, and played Mario Kart. That was part of our video uh, review of it. <laughs> so we're out in a field <laughs> you put a TV with the television, <laughs> the Nintendo Switch, and we're, making, we're eating pizza rolls and playing Mario Kart. Perfect. Nice. Of nowhere. So these uh. are the things you can do with the cars of the future, people. <laughs> you can plug it in. You can play Mario Kart and eat pizza rolls in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Nicole, <laughs> mm-hmm. you, a couple of months ago, you went to Vietnam. Visited I did. Vinfast. I did. And they, they claimed at the time that they were going to be shipping cars to the U.S. by the end October of the year. or November or December, December, depending on which human you, you inquired yeah. with. Well, turns out they landed in, in November. They made it. They, 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 they're here. Woohoo! First, the first boatload landed uh, in Los Angeles last week. So they did. So November turns out to be the right number Nove- yeah. or the right month. Okay. Uh, nine hundred ninety nine VF8s landed. That's a lot, actually. Yeah, that is really a lot. I expected is... like twelve. <laughs> I know, right? Every automaker is like, we're going to have it by the end of the year, and then they'll deliver like twenty or twelve yeah. or thirteen or. Well, I think I think last week one of the questions we had was something from somebody about how many uh, GM EVs had been delivered. Uh, you know, and like through the end of Oct- or the end of September, um, G- Cadillac had delivered thirty six Lyrics. Yeah, got by the end of the year, which thirty six. <laughs> yeah. So we don't know when Vinfast is actually going to start delivering these to customers, but well, at according least this one. Wait, I'm reading this story. I just lost it. It says a few of them are going to go to autonomy, but that the rest of them, it said, should be delivering to customers by the end of December. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see. Um, you know, autonomy is uh, an electric car subscription company. Mm-hmm. Um, and they they did a deal with VinFast to buy, I think, 2,500 uh, VF8s. Um, so it sounds like most of this first batch are going to be going to them. Uh, and through Autonomy, you can subscribe. Um, you can get a subscription. Uh, you know, it's basically a month-to-month lease um, on an EV. And they, they, offer, they already offer the Tesla Model 3 and the Model Y. Um, and then the uh, VF8 will be their their third, and they're they're adding other stuff to the fleet as well. Uh, I think they're planning to offer some Polestars and Machis and Lyrics and and VW ID4s as well. Um, but it sounds like the uh, the VF8 will be the the second one to arrive. 
Yeah. Go VinFast. Yeah. Um, they yeah. said they wanted it by the end of the year, and they made yeah. it. So good well, for them. Well, we'll have, we'll have to uh, see if we can you know, get a drive yeah. in one of these one. Uh, before too long. It'd and be see nice if, to drive one. Have to drive all, fly all the way to Vietnam. Yeah, see if see if they're actually ready for prime time because you know when when you drove it in. Uh, you know, I just I had a lot Vietnam. of reservations. I still do. I'm hoping I had reservations with great hope that they would make them like take care of some of the things that they that just were not up to snuff. We'll see. Because if these are getting into consumer hands by the end of like basically in a month, it's almost the end of November. It's November twenty seventh, right? So let's see by the end of December what people say when they get them if they're as excited about them as they were when they put the money down to buy one. <laughs> when, yeah. when when you when you when you gave them your feedback, were they receptive to the feedback when you told them what was you know what when you they, they asked they for like... feedback, it was really it was interesting because I felt like they were genuinely sad about my feedback about the quality issues. Like it wasn't like mm-hmm. they poo-pooed me and said you're wrong and you're horrible. There was some sadness. Like, I think they put a lot of work into this and I was, you know, I was honest with them about it. But they did acknowledge that, like, yep, there's things we can continue to do, and you know, we're still especially in terms of the driving, not so much like quality inside stuff, but like we're mm-hmm. still, we're finessing things and, you know, we're working on getting this right for the U S market versus the Vietnamese market. So they, I think they were still making changes that could definitely make what we finally get here better. So I really be anxious to, you know, drive when they're like, okay, now it's now it's done. Like now you're driving what we're sending to customers in the U S cool. At least they're, yeah. you know, when, when you tell people, sometimes the automakers, you're like, well, so what do you think? And you're like, well, I think this is like, well, and then when they come back at you with like, well, yeah. if we did this because of this, you're just like, yeah. oh, you're, so you're not even listening. Right. Like they yeah. have all these reasons, all these things you don't like. We did these things on purpose because the VinFast people genuinely didn't do that. Like everybody had different concerns about things and everything that was brought to their attention. They sort of like, okay, all right. Yep. Oh, and this, we're cha- this we're working on. This isn't quite where it's going to be. This is like they listen. So I give them a, a ton of credit for listening to the feedback that I that I gave that various people gave some about the infotainment system and just different things. The people who gave them feedback that I witnessed, they listened. They did listen. They even called that's over good. like the person, like if you're talking to this guy, but that's not his thing. They're like, wait, this guy get, handles what you're saying. Talk to him and tell him what you think about the thing he developed. So that was good. Let me call Billy Chassis over. <laughs> Billy Chassis. Yeah. Whatever sure. your last name, that's your job. Chassis. That's your job. <laughs> Uh, okay. Um, I assume neither of you have ever bought or sold a car to Carvana. Have you? Have not. No, uh, I have not. So for those listening that are not familiar with Carvana, this is a company that popped up a few years ago, trying to improve the used car experience. Um, you know, I mean, I, I have sold multiple cars over the years from my driveway you know when, you know whenever whenever we uh, you know bought new cars, I never I've never traded in a car. I've always just sold them to a private party sale because, you know, you never get a good deal from a dealer on a trade in. Um, and uh, uh, Carvana tried to improve on this experience by making it easy to sell your car to Carvana. Um, you could go online. Get uh, get a price estimate for your car. Uh, you know, put in all the information. Get a, get a price estimate of what they'll pay you, um, and then if you accept the estimate, they'll come and pick up the car and give you a check. Um, and then similarly on the shopping side, you know, they turn around and and clean the cars up and resell them at uh, 
presumably more than they paid for them. Uh, hopefully more than <laughs> they paid for them. That's um, the goal. Uh, and, um, you know, they, you could shop online and they'll deliver the car to your door. And I know I've seen, you know, seen the Carvana trucks around, you know, um, you know, flatbeds with, uh, with a car that they've either picked up or are about to drop off for customers, um, running around, uh, and they have their, have some, some retail outlets where they have these big, looks like a giant, giant vending machine full of it cars. Is. They do look cool. You got to give them credit. Yeah. It looks really cool. It catches your attention. Yeah. And un- unfortunately the, the business has not worked out so well for them. Um, they, uh, they've, they've lost a lot of money. They've, they've never been even remotely profitable and, um, their share price has dropped, uh, 97% this year. That's uh, 97%. That's yeah. Um, I was reading this story and it says in here that this one uh, analyst lowered their price target from $7 to $7 from 30 to reflect the likelihood of insolvency by 2024. Yeah. So um, if you're, if you're hoping to sell your car Carvana, you might want to do it quickly and, and cash that check um, as soon now, as you can. Immediately. The second yeah. you have the check. No. Don't hang on to check. it. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's see. Uh, they, they reported third quarter results wow. uh, a few weeks ago, and um, they they lost five hundred eight million dollars in the third quarter. Jeez, that's a lot of money. And especially in a time when used car prices have been at an all time high. Um, you know, it, it seems crazy that you know that anybody is actually losing money on this, but. You know the the logistics of what they do because they actually deliver the cars and go go and pick up the cars and and then you know presumably refurbish spend some money refurbishing the cars before they resell them, um, you know that that is very expensive, and they haven't managed to figure out how to take those costs out of the system yet, um, and uh, it sounds sounds like they they might uh, they might be running out of cash before they do so we'll see. Um, okay. Um, the Honda pilot, um, there's a new Honda pilot for 2023. What do you think? There's a new Honda pilot. <laughs> <laughs> Sound excited. I'm super excited. I'm super excited. Super excited. I don't know. What do you think? Are you super excited? Does it look dramatically new and improved? It's different. You? Uh, you know, uh, hard to say how much improved it is, uh, you know, I mean, it it looks fine. You know, I feel like that's the biggest insult. Me, all you, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's just fine. Yeah, I mean, they, they they see the back of the car. Hold yeah, on. Yeah, they, they've they've tried to make it look <laughs> a little more rugged. The front of the car. Wait, here okay, we go. no, it's fine. I like it's I like I like this like new little like very. This this the front end design language that Honda is going with right now. What's I, I'm literally looking at it and I'm trying to see what's striking and different about. It's got more grill. It's got more it's got grill. More That's grill. it's got a little bit of sense in here. Yeah, it's a kind of Acura. flatter face that Honda's been going with on their recent. Yeah, vehicles. Get the little flatter face. It's kids will love it. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm sure it. You know, it will be. Um, reliable and safe, and you know all the other stuff. You know, they the photos they released of it. You know, show it going off road. You know, that's the, the trail the sport. I like the trail, trail sport, sport one. Model. That looks pretty sweet. Yeah, every, everybody's been doing these sort of 
more off-roady, rugged-looking versions of their midsize uh, SUVs and crossovers the last couple of years. Uh, um, Honda's got the Trail Sport. Uh, forget the uh, the one that Nissan has on the Pathfinder. Uh, the Rock, Rock Ridge. Rock Creek. Is it Rock, Rock Ridge? Creek? Rock, Creek? Rock Creek? I think Something it was Rock like Creek, but I might be yeah. wrong on that. Yeah. And, you know, not that you know anybody driving these kinds of vehicles is actually going to really off-roading. go off-road with these things. I think one of the, you know what, looking at this though, as I'm, I'm skating down here, the starting price for the pilot is now $40,445. Yeah. It's about, it's about 1100 bucks more than it was before. You know, I mean, it wasn't, wasn't particularly cheap to begin with. Yeah. It's now a little bit higher. Uh, it's got a little more power than before. Um, the blue is, you know, is kind of, kind of, kind of cool looking. It's looks almost kind of looks like grabber blue from, uh, from the Mustang. It does look a little bit. I was thinking that too. It does. It's a cool looking color. I think that's part of why I like it. It looks fun for a crossover, but it does yeah. look like the Mustang. Yeah, it's it's you know, it's slightly more rugged looking than before. Slightly um, more rugged. It did that's do fine. some ruggedy things though. There's a one ruggedy. inch suspension lift. That's technical term there, Robbie. A uh, one inch suspension lift. There's um, exclusive dampers, new stabilizer bars, and enhanced spring rates, according to the article that I'm referencing. I mean, well, geez, you there might you as well take it on so the Rubicon. A Rubicon. <laughs> Everyone's going a little bit more. Ah, oh, it's more rugged, and no one ever does anything rugged. Everyone I mean, just I likes even, the look of it. I think they should difficult. just say this is. They just need to have this trim does nothing different than the other trims, but it looks cooler. Like they need to come up with the words yeah, for looks that. Cooler. Yeah, looks like, cooler. It That's just a, the, the looks, new, looks cooler. The new rugged design. The new yeah. They need a, a rugged way, like to say it looks cool, but don't bother doing any of the stuff that would make it one inch suspension lift. Woohoo! Like no, like don't. It's like pretending the interior of that Ford Escape. Don't pretend. Just make it look pretty and say all we did was make it look prettier. All we did was make it look like it can off road. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Did you know you can support Wheel Bearings directly? Head to patreon.com slash wheelbearingsmedia and you can become a patron today. Your contributions will help fund the platforms and tools we use to bring the podcast to you. And exclusives and improvements are already on the way thanks to your generosity. So if you want to be part of an automotive podcast like no other, head to patreon.com slash wheelbearingsmedia. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Um, I got an update on Carvana. Oh, yeah? Um, uh, I put in the Jaguar, $421. That's what I'll give <laughs> that's you. That's the pay for Is this your it? Jaguar? For the X-Type, yeah. <laughs> I didn't tell them about the uh, the check engine lights. <laughs> <laughs> That uh, might have an impact on. No, I, I apparently can fix don't that. know That's my like own license fix. plate number because I'm trying to pull mine up and I literally can't get mine to come up. I was going to see what my car. I'm like, That's not my car. Uh, okay. Um, final item uh, for this week. Um, Tesla is now making the full self-driving beta available to anyone, regardless of what your safety score is on their their scoring system. So even if you're uh, no longer considered a safe, even if you're not considered a safe driver, you can still have the FSD beta. 
Um, uh, <laughs> he's like, I can't, I can't. It's still a bait. <sighs> the, the, the only reason why they're doing this is because sales are slowing down. And once oh, they deliver the FSD is... beta, they can recognize the revenue. They can recognize that fifteen thousand dollars or ten to fifteen thousand dollars that people paid for FSD, because um, up to this point, you know, until they give them this software, um, Tesla can't count that money as revenue um, on their uh, on on their uh, income statement, and so now they can that that boosts their bottom their top line revenue, um, and so their their numbers will look better when they do their Q four earnings. So there you go. <coughs> it's but all a trick. You seem unconvinced that this is a wise idea, Sam. <laughs> it's, I'm, yeah, no, it's definitely not a wise idea. <laughs> definitely, definitely not. Not wise, not wise. Okay. Um, let's answer some questions. Okay. Uh, first up, from Andy C. This came in through Discord. Um, been listening to you guys since the Autoblog podcast days. Um, well, obviously not listening to the two of you, but... Um, despite the Maybe turnover, listen in, to us. In despite the turnover were. in the cast, uh, the quality of the show continues to be excellent. So here's the question: What is the future of gas stations? As EVs start to take up a significant portion of, of market share of vehicles, how will gas stations cope with the change? Can you discuss the economics of, of it? And how about the Norway uh, Sweden gas station? So I don't know about the the last part. Man, any thoughts on gas stations? Like, what's gonna? I think feel like gas stations are gonna be here for a while because they're gonna have gas-powered vehicles for quite some time yet. Yeah, gas-powered cars will be around, but I think what's gonna happen is that in addition to the gas pumps, you're gonna see more and more charging stations, like I've seen in Germany, where there's a there's gas station with charging stations there too Mm -hmm. as well. So you're gonna see more charging stations show up, and you know those gas stations that have like a Starbucks. Or uh, a Carl's Jr. Or I guess y'all would call it a Hardee's. Um, or a McDonald's. I think we're going to see more of those where you're like, oh, well, I need to go to the station. And while I'm there, I can go have a delicious Big Mac while my car is charging. <laughs> or, well, I don't know, delicious. I can go have a, a Big Mac. Delicious Big Mac. <laughs> I can go have a Big Mac. Um, yeah, I think it's, we're going to see more and more of that where, where the 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 gas station will still have like all the st- you know the beef jerkies the red bulls the the beef jerky the, <laughs> the two, things the that a gas station is required yeah. to have yeah if they don't have that i mean is it really a gas station um <laughs> the little trees the the two hot dogs for 99 cents like all that stuff's going to be there but i think we're going to see a lot more where they have some sort of area where people can chill out and have a delicious well they can have a meal <laughs> of some just, sort like be careful it, it, don't it, lie some, to people it's just some, a meal con- consume some calories a lot like calories. it's. I think they're going to be a lot like uh, like truck station, like truck stops, mm-hmm. be like the Flying J and the Rotten Robbies and whatnot. So they're. I think Flying J has dog parks at every at, at most of their, oh, really? their stations. So they have like the big giant area where you can buy all the stuff, the big market, and then they have whatever's attached to it, the, some sort of fast food or, and or a Starbucks, and they have like a little dog run area. I think we're going to see more of that. Yeah, they have to be more than just a gas station going forward yeah. as they morph over towards doing EV stuff. They have to be more than just a gas station. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, you know, most you know, most gas stations over the next several years will start probably start installing 
chargers. Uh, I know there's a gas station nearby me here that just put in a couple of chargers this summer, a couple of charge point chargers. They put them around the back behind the building, but you know, they're still there. Um, I thought it's fun when they're like hidden somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think we'll see more, more and more of them, you know, putting them, you know, even putting them out front, you know, especially if they have a convenience store. Cause you know, it, Andy asked about the, uh, the economics of it. You know, Installing DC fast chargers is not inexpensive. I mean, it's it's a several hundred thousand dollar investment to put in a couple of DC fast chargers. It's it's typically somewhere you know for for 150 kilowatt and up charger, you're looking at at least a hundred grand um, to to do that. But um, the the reality is, you know, most gas stations make actually make little or no profit on selling the gas. Mm-hmm. Most of their profit margin comes from the store, from the, from the stuff. People come in, you know, to you know buy some um, you know buy some hot dogs or some Slurpees or uh, you know some Snickers bars or a bottle of uh, windshield washer fluid. You know, that stuff has very high profit margins. And you know, if you can get somebody to hang around for twenty or thirty minutes, and you know, consume a few you know hot dogs that have been on the roller for. 32, you know, 36 hours or more. Ooh, that um, makes me cringe. Those I, I, I'm going to say that never, I, I never survived on those, like my entire 20s. I lived off those AM, PM, 90, two for 99 cent hot dogs. Oh, God. I, I never, so ever once ever bought one of those hot dogs on the roller dogs. things. Well, I put you do jalapenos. Avoid the sushi, though. Oh, yeah. Don't oh, get gas station sushi. Gas station sushi. Yeah. But yeah, those hot dogs. Oh, I ate a lot of those hot dogs. <laughs> oh, no, I can't. Ooh, cringe. I'm a better no. person for it. <laughs> are you think I'm what a, you would be if you had eaten he's those alive dogs. i'm alive he is my, alive he looks reasonably healthy strong. look at that it's like a cast iron <laughs> i'm gonna live forever oh um so yeah no i think i think uh, i think we will see uh, most gas stations installing ev chargers over the next several years and you know over time you know we might even see them you know i mean there's still going to be a need to sell gas for decades to come uh, yeah. because we got 290 million registered vehicles on the road in the U.S. Roughly 288 million of those run on gasoline or diesel, um, and they're not going away anytime soon. They're going to be with us for quite a while. Uh, so, um, ha- you know, having the uh, uh, having the gas stations, you know, they'll they'll have a need for those pumps for quite some time. Um, and then, you know, in some places you'll probably see them eventually starting to remove some pumps and put chargers in place in the, in the place of those pumps. Um, and eventually at some point in the, the distant future, you know, might just get rid of the gas altogether and just, just have the electricity. Um, all right. But always beef jerky. Yes. Always beef always jerky. Beef Spe- jerky. Sp- speaking of which my, my wife and her friend, uh, did a road trip to Austin, uh, last week or the week before, um, and my wife encountered a Bucky's for the first time. <gasps> Did she see the giant beef jerky buffet of ninety <sighs> different kinds of beef jerky? She, she was just appalled. Of course she was. <laughs> <laughs> she was appalled at what she saw at Bucky's. I love Bucky's. <laughs> they they used the restroom and then were on their way again. Okay. Um, anyway, <laughs> Daryl Cole asked. 
what the hell are you all doing to these test vehicles? <laughs> TLDR, two of the five cars had their clutches fried before the comparison. And he has a link to uh, a Motor Trend comparison test uh, of uh, five, uh, 35, sub-$35,000 sporty cars. Uh, the Subaru WRX, Honda Civic, uh, Hyundai Elantra N, VW Golf GTI, and Toyota GR86. Um, and um, I, actually, I only saw... Reading through this, I only caught one that fried its clutch. Yeah, um, I, I was just doing the same thing. I was trying to find, unless they somewhere in here said some of these had a wonky clutch, but they drove it anyway. But yeah, I could only GTI. find the GTI. Yeah, had the GTI was the only clutch. one that didn't didn't finish the test. Yeah, because um, the clutch died. Um, it, I don't know about the two of you, but you know, I generally try not to abuse cars too much. Um, you know, we I think we all generally try to drive them the way typical owners would drive them. Um, the, the, the magazines, uh, motor trend, car and driver, uh, road and track, you know, they go out and, and actually do track testing and they do abuse these cars. I yeah. can, I can always tell when a car like this, uh, has come to me after it's been like with the car and driver guys, uh, cause they're here in, in the same city where I am. Um, and you know, if the, uh, what, what was I, driving recently oh when i had the gti uh mm -hmm. recently um you know the tires were all shredded on that thing the shoulders were all Aww. shredded on that thing um and you know they they do drive them pretty hard when they're doing their track testing um but you know I, i've i've never you know other than you know a couple of flat tires I've, I've never uh you know had an issue like this with any of the cars that i've driven yeah, I've never had one that was fried when I got it. I've had some that have been a little bit rough. And the same thing, you can tell when somebody's track driven it to 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 push it as hard as you can. I mean, there's some value in doing that, especially on a on these cars in this comparison because they are definitely trackable cars. Most people realistically aren't going to do that. So I think if you're giving a review and you're just like, we took it to the track, this is how it tracks. It's like, okay, so for the 10 guys out of the 1,000 that you sell that are actually going to take it to a track and push it that hard. But the only way to know is to drive it really hard. And if the clutch doesn't make it, well, that's, that's feedback on the car. You know what I mean? Like it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's legitimate, but I've never, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty nice. I don't think I've, I've never fried a car's clutch or completely destroyed the tires or gave it back in any, any horrible abused condition, but I have on occasion seen them abused and <laughs> at, at, at different events. And, you know, it's, I think it depends what your objective is, is that the person, the journalist and the outlet you're reviewing for, you know? Yeah. I, I have. I'm just gonna. I'm not gonna say who, but I have gotten in car after some people at um, big drive programs. Who the person yeah. clearly knows how to drive a, a, a. Well, maybe they know how, but maybe they haven't done so in a while, and so they I've know got, the I've basic got, mechanics of how to operate a clutch. They know how yeah. it's supposed to work. And then there's 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 a lot of people who just do not feel comfortable just saying, you know what, I'm not good at this. There 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 you know there's this sort of like I'm gonna lose face. I don't care. If you're I'm an automotive you. journalist care. and you're just like I, you know what? I I'm just not good at driving a clutch, or I don't like driving clutches, or I don't like. That's fine, cause you know why? Like ninety percent of the cars on the road exactly. don't. Have a clutch. <laughs> That's the reality. Although, although the most journalists, yeah. yeah, most of us know how to drive a clutch, a, a manual, and we're totally comfortable with it. There are automotive journalists who do not know how to drive one and who are not comfortable with it even if they do and you don't drive them that often unless you have one 
that you own, that's your personal car. You could go months without getting a press car that has a manual transmission and you get into it for a second and it is like, okay, what's, how's this work again? You know, and everyone is different. Like the pressure points on those clutches vary greatly from one car to the next. So there's a little bit of a learning curve with every single one to drive it. Like it's not the first time you've been in a car with a clutch in it. Um, But if you don't know how to drive one and you're turtles, I don't care. Don't, don't yeah, drive it. Like, yeah, I don't care. Don't, don't pretend yeah. you do just say like, you know what? I don't like driving one or I don't know how to drive one. And, and, done and with it. You know, I mean, they always ask us at drive programs, you know, you know, if you, if they have cars with manuals, you know, it's like, if, yeah. you know, they ask, you know, if you don't know how to drive a manual or you don't want to drive a manual, let us know. We'll make sure you get into an automatic. Right. Yeah. And the few times there've been a few occasions where there've been cars where like, there was something the Toyota thing, something was a track thing. And it was like, we will only have, Vehicles with a manual transmission. So like in bold, all caps with an asterisk and, a, you know, yeah. 20 point in the email. This is what we were have for this event. So if you're not comfortable with that, you should not come to this event. I think that's maybe the second or third time I've ever seen that. But they were very upfront. Like mm-hmm. either you can do this or you can't. But please have no problem saying, I'm sorry, I can't attend if that's not up your alley. Yep. Yeah. No, you one, know? no one cares. I, I do care, though, when I go down to the garage during a uh, like like a group drive. And the garage is just filled with smoke, and the car I'm gotten into just reeks of a melted clutch. And I'm like, "Well, then yeah. this is not going to be fun at all." Exactly. exactly. <laughs> this is, well, this is my day. I get to be the person who like babies the car because I don't want the clutch to melt out of. I, you know what? That's <laughs> the, the only. Day. I, it was. A, it was in an Impa test days years ago where I got in a car, started driving. All of a sudden, I'm like. Oh wait, I don't have all the gears. Oh Lord, what's happening? And it's like we're just gonna go in second gear and just hope we get back to the end of this. Cl- I like came puttering, and I'm like, "This is all I got, guys. Get out of the way. Get out of the way. Got to put in a parking space." Yeah. But it was, you know, fried before I get into it. But so somebody fried it that didn't know how to drive this one. So yeah, yeah. If you just don't, if you don't feel comfortable, just just say, "Hey, I don't feel like it today." Whatever makes you feel better about not driving a clutch. And again, like I've had friends who are like, "Oh my, you know." partner or my friend doesn't know how to drive a clutch you can't believe it i'm like what yeah because there's like five cars you can drive a clutch now i really enjoy driving a vehicle to clutch but if you don't that's fine and you know what you don't have to learn it's not there's never if you don't want to you know unless unless we have one caveat to that if you are going to go on the amazing race you need to learn to drive one because those people always end up in europe with a car with a manual transmission, like, I don't know how to drive this. You lose the whole race. Have you not uh, seen the show? You so must you learn to drive amazing one. Race. If you're going to be on the amazing race, I, you it, must learn to drive one. I'm going to mock you mercilessly when the episode where you can't drive it airs. If you're going to another country and you have to rent a car, there's pr- yes. it's probably going to have a, a manual transmission. Yes. So those that's another reason. Europe is a whole uh, different ballgame. Europe is a – but they but will even, when even they in see Europe, Europe oh, it's getting more and they're shifting getting more, more and more towards automatics. Yeah. When when yeah. I went over uh, one year and I rented a car, they're like, "Oh, we have a oh, you're American." They tried to give me the automatic. I'm like, "No, no, no, no! I know what I'm no, doing. I can do this." <laughs> and they looked yeah. at me like, "You sure? We don't want a broken car." <laughs> but for the amazing race, people, I'm telling there you, you if you're on the amazing race, learn how to swim and learn how to drive a manual transmission. <laughs> but the, the first time I went to England in 1992, um, I picked up a rental car at Birmingham Airport, and um, it was a manual. But more than that, you know, it's like I went went out to the garage to get in the car, you know, turn the key to start it, you know, press the clutch pedal down, put it in neutral. Engine cranks would not fire up. Yeah. I couldn't, I could not figure out why it wouldn't fire up. I start looking around, see if I'm missing something. And I looked under the dash. This was in 1992. Okay. And, you know, by that time, 
there were no cars with carburetors still on the market in the U.S. This was a Renault 19. And I looked down, and this was a new car. And it had a manual choke. Wow. <laughs> and so I pulled out the choke, pulled the choke cable out. Oh, that's amazing. Cranked it, fired right wow, up. Wow, like, that's really old school. Yeah. So, you know, some some of that stuff stuck around for a long time in Europe. Yeah. Um, so you do you do have to be, you know, you do have to watch out for stuff like that. I don't think there's any manual chokes left anywhere pretty much. I don't think so. Uh, but, uh, you know, you, you will run across some oddball stuff from time to time. Okay. So of these five cars in this yes. test, GTI, Civic Si, Elantra N, um, GR86, um, uh, that's it. Oh, and the WRX. Um, what's your choice? Which one would you pick? Can I have a tie? Do I have to pick just one? Yeah, you sure. can tie. Okay, so my tie is the Elantra and the GTI. Okay. Because I like both of them. I love the GTI. Mine did not have a fried clutch when I drove it. Uh, so I drove a GTI and uh, the Elantra. The, they're, I like that the GTI is super, super sporty and fun. And I like the Elantra is this sort of unassuming like, oh, this is really going to be that fun. This is just a little compact car and you get behind the wheels like, woohoo. It's just super fun. Yeah. All right. Robbie? What? Um, so it, mine, it, it goes back and forth between these two. And what, uh, the WRX and the GR86. The WRX is a vehicle that you have to either have owned or had for like a month or two in order to really understand just just the, just the transmission. <laughs> talking about like weird transmissions because it has such a short it has such a sh- short gearing for second gear and mm-hmm. it but it is when you have it it there's some really nice windy roads near my house like within like two or three miles but they're not very well maintained. So I typically will go over to Marin with a nice car and drive it on those very nice windy roads that have Marin money. Um, <laughs> every other car that I've brought over on these roads are getting tossed about. They're getting you know bounced everywhere. The WRX, no problem because it's what it's built for. And you know again, I owned a WRX at one point, so it's essentially the same car every year, just with a different thing on top. It's just like the same. <laughs> it's everything like a little bit more powerful, but it really just comes down to figuring out that. Um, that transmission and that turbo lag. And once you got it, the car pays off in spades and it's really built for, for just aggressive driving. But if you don't, I, I know a lot of people who just, I absolutely, I can't figure it out. I don't like it. It doesn't feel like it should, you know, and I, I completely understand, but I, I love the WRX. And then the GR86, which is just a rear wheel drive fun car. It's the Miata for tall people. I do agree with you in the WRX. It's very fun to drive, but it takes a little time to figure out that transmission. The first few minutes I was in it, I thought, what, why is this driving so harshly? And I'm like, wait, I'm not shifting where I should be shifting. Like it takes a little time yeah, to get the hang yeah. of that one. It yeah. takes a little time and just figuring out that timing with everything. Yep. But once you've got it, you're like, oh man. You got it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't driven a Subaru in a while, so I can't comment on that. Or at least not a WRX. Uh, I've only driven the BRZ. Um, but you know, I, I would take the, the manual, a manual GR86, because the one that the one that Motor Trend tested was actually an automatic. I would take a manual GR86 um, and the dual clutch Elantra N for you know as a as a daily driver. Um, mm. But but that is also a lot of fun. Um, I I do like the Elantra N a lot, and and the the GTI is great too, and and so is the Civic Si, but. I would if I had to choose. The, it would, oh, this is why this is the second that car really that was pick. broken. This is What's the that? car that was broken was the GR86 because they, they couldn't get the manual in. Oh, okay. Broken. Oh. That's the second car. Ah. All right. 
No, I drove that GR86 up in the um. So you broke last year. No, no, no. I haven't had it. Robbie's fault. But I I drove it last year at Angeles Crest Highway, and it was I was so I I had the BRZ. Yeah. And the fact that they 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 race the that torque curve in the you know between I think five and six yeah the torque Mm -hmm. hole. Um, it just made me so happy. I was just so happy with that car, and I was like, oh, I got to go buy one. I got to sell mine and buy buy a new one of these, and I got to (laughs) this is what I got to do. This is what I got to do. And then of course the up the upsell or the the price adjustment yeah. fifteen thousand dollars for a thirty thousand dollar car i'm like <sighs> never mind yeah <laughs> all right um let's see and finally uh from andrew pappas um there's a there was a question about cost savings for evs uh and this was from a, a previous episode um, and, uh, he says, uh, he has a link to the alternative fuels data center website, um, from the department of energy. Um, and, uh, it, it has, um, that link and I'll put it in the show notes, but that link, uh, has a cost calculator in there. There's also a similar, uh, calculator that's built into, if you go to fueleconomy.gov. Uh, you can go in, um, you know, when you, when you pick a car, uh, and, you know, pull up the stats on it, um, for that vehicle. Um, and it shows you the, uh, uh, the estimated fuel costs over five years. Um, if you down below that, if you look in fine print, there's a link that says personalize and you can go in and you can adjust, uh, you know, the number of miles, you know, for however many miles you drive per year and whatever the fuel costs are in your area, uh, you know, which may differ from the national average, things like that. Uh, but this, this cost calculator is a pretty quick, quick and dirty way to uh, estimate what your fuel costs are going to be for any given vehicle, uh, which is very handy. Uh, so I will put that in the show notes. Um, and uh, <clears throat> yeah, it says, says it's an engineer's solution as you can adjust uh, – Tons of different factors, um, including multiple years of gas and EV cars. Um, and again, you can you can do the same thing uh, through the fueleconomy.gov site. Um, and uh, you can the nice thing in the in fueleconomy.gov is you can pull up a comparison of multiple vehicles, so you can have gas vehicles and electric vehicles, or gas and electric versions of the same car. Uh, so you could pull up, you know the uh, the Kia Niro hybrid, the Kia Niro plug-in hybrid, and the Kia Niro EV, and you can compare all three of those um, at the at the same time and figure out based on what your typical driving needs. You know, if you drive five thousand miles a year versus fifteen thousand miles a year, um, your your payback period is going to be quite different. Um, and uh, Andy mentions, yeah, EV payback seems to be localized depending on cost of gas versus cost of electricity. Um, what's a no-brainer in L.A. might be a non-starter in Boston. Uh, so you definitely want to take this, take all this stuff into account when making a decision about which which vehicle to buy. Yeah, no, this is a good link. I've used this for a couple articles I've written about the difference between gas cars and electric cars and costs and savings and whatnot. And um, yeah, and it really does. Like here in California, even though our we have very expensive electricity, we also have very expensive gas, and um, yeah, just our Kona is way more makes way more sense financially than our BRZ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I bet. But the BR, yeah, we we drive the the Kona is the daily driver. The BRZ is like, oh, I'm gonna have some fun. 
and I think that's that's I think where we're where we're hit. I tell people, you know, you should buy an electric car as your second car, knowing that in like two or three months that electric car is going to be their main car and their mm -hmm. gas car is going to be their second car for like trips or for fun or whatever. I think that's more and more. I think you know, well, I need a, you know I need a big truck. I'm like, yeah, but do you need a big truck every day? And you need an electric car, a second car anyway. Why don't you get an electric car? And they're like, yeah. I guess I'll just get it, but I'm going to drive my truck. And then they realize, <laughs> oh, if I just drive around in my little – my ID4 all day, and then I can take my truck to the to the lake, and I can take my truck, you know, camping, and, you know, and I'm going to save a lot more money than if I bought, you know, an F-150, and then I bought a, a you know, a, a, a regular Ford Escape or something. All right. Um, and I think that was it. Uh, yeah, that's that's all we've got for this week. Um, so we'll talk to you all next time. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.